Jack Britton is a New York Yankee. You have lost the Orioles closer. But is it Brad Brock that you need to pick up? Who the heck is Austin Gomber? And is he going to stick around, right? I mean, come on now. And what happened to the Beebs last night? Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Baseball Today. Adam Azer here. Scott White. Chris Towers. Did you miss me, Welcome guys? Welcome back. Oh, no, you know what? Of course what? I, we missed you. I can do a little better for you, Chris. Here we go. To well, me. Well, I have a song for yourself. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back. Do you have any, any words of wisdom now that you're... Among the fathers of the world. There is absolutely nothing in the world that can prepare you for it. Nothing. It is really yeah. hard work. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it, Scott? It is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, it's really hard. And huh. I don't I, I don't know that it gets easier from here. Probably gets harder. Right now it's a little push button, right? Uh, you know, kind of Well, I think you that have, you have tasks to complete. At certain intervals. That's true. Yeah. But the and, sleep thing, and... the sleep thing is tough, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll For get sure. better. Yeah, we got a boy. That will get better. We got, he's a week old today. Andrew John Azer, wife, is doing well. And we are, yeah, we had a good night last night. Pretty, pretty good sleep night. So let's rock and roll. Um, let's talk about the trade and who else might get traded. Zach Britton from, uh, from the Orioles to the Yankees for three minor league pitchers. One of them a reliever. Uh, I guess fantasy impact here. Drop Zach Britton. Yeah, yeah, he's like the ninth guy in that bullpen now, <laughs> and he might not be any good. So. Well, the, the word is he's getting a lot better. I mean, he's been much all right, better. All right, yeah. so like, there's been like, there's been a lot of talk about that, and I was going back and forth with people on that on Twitter yesterday, and like, he has three straight outings with no strikeouts and three walks. His velocity is up from where it had been, but it's still like two miles per hour down from where it was when he was the best closer in baseball. So, like, I feel comfortable in saying Zach Britton may not be good. Oh, it's the sinker. It's, He's got the sinker going again. Right, right. The thing to remember about Zach Britton is before he had that great strike strikeout turn in 2016, he was still – like, he was he was a really good reliever with a low strikeout rate because his ground ball rate, as much as we talk about how Keuchel's is – um, you know, an outlier compared to the rest of the league. Britain even more so. Like Britain yeah. has like uh his ground ball to fly ball rate is like doubles what Keichel's is when he's at his best. And and that's been that's been really good this year. But you know, it obviously doesn't yeah, matter whatever. for fantasy purposes if he's not pitching the ninth inning. I think I think this trade is much more fascinating from just a pure baseball perspective because I mean clearly the Yankees have decided to go with the most outrageously good bullpen we've ever seen Maybe. as opposed to Philip patching up their starting rotation, which I mean, does that mean they go, does that mean they go the opener route like the Rays have done? Is Chad Green become an opener or AJ Cole or Adam Warren? Like th- those aren't their late inning relievers and yet they've been really good too. So it- it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have Tommy Canley. He's still in the minors. Uh, they also so the Orioles get Dylan Tate, who was uh, a top pick of the Astros, got traded to the Yankees for Carlos Beltran a couple of years ago. Josh Rogers, the Rangers, Cody- top pick of the Rangers. Uh oh, the Rangers. Did Beltran yeah. go to the Rangers? Did that happen? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, so that, that did happen. Was. Uh, that's I have Dylan no Tate. Of that. Yeah, me either. Josh Rogers <laughs> and Cody Carroll. 
Um, let's go to the Baltimore bullpen, though. Brad Brock is 21% owned. He got a save against the Red Sox last night. It's his 11th save of the season, and he did give up an unearned run, gave up two hits. Really has not had a very good year. Uh, but we were somewhat excited about him going into the year for the two months before Britain got back. Do we want to pick up Brad Brock? He's 21% out. How many games are the Orioles going to win the rest of the way? A couple dozen? 20, no, no. 27. No. That's well, what are they, I'm, I'm not even sure so how far. many games are left. That seems like too many, right? They probably got about games are left. We're, we're almost two-thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, so oh, that yeah. would be almost a 500 winning percentage mm. if they won that many. <laughs> probably like no. 20. Let's say 20. Alright, is it Brad Brock? Is, if there is a guy, is it Brad yeah, Brock? Yeah, it's Brad Brock. He got the save yesterday in typically ugly fashion to three base runners and an unearned run. Uh, but my, my point is there's a good chance we're going to count the number of saves he gets rest of the season on one hand. And like, meanwhile, you have all these other, uh, exciting newcomers to the role who are struggling to get to 50% ownership. So this, like, he's the last resort closer pickup, I feel like. Yeah, I forgot to look up Will Smith's ownership. He got his fourth save last night, and Hunter Strickland could come back, and if that's the case, he'll make a roster move. But Will Smith is 32% owned. I'm not sure he doesn't keep that job. He's been awesome this year. Uh, so Not so much owned. recently, but yeah, for the year he has. He hasn't been? Oh, yeah, I guess he gave up a run in each of his previous two appearances. That's okay. He's he's back. Welcome back. All right, who else is getting <laughs> traded? Trade deadline's coming up just a few days, the end of the month. Um, let's get ahead of the game, guys. Chris, give me a player that could get traded that could have fantasy impact. Like, or, you know, it, it maybe in the Britain sense. Closer gets traded, opens up a, a new opportunity. The obvious one's Kirby Yates, who we talked about on yesterday's podcast um, as a trade candidate. And, you know, he's been spectacular this season and may end up being a, a closer for the rest of the season, but he also may be a closer for the rest of this week. And um, that's the thing to keep in mind. You know, a lot of the guys who are on the trade block, Cole Hamill, Sonny Gray, Chris Archer, it's not necessarily – they're not going to change their role. So they're going to just have to pitch better in order to have a trade make a difference. And so when you're looking at that, I, I think it's it's mostly the closers who are potentially going to make a difference. If Chris Archer gets traded to a hitter's park, are you guys going to be afraid to start him? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, the, where he pitches now is obviously a very pitcher-friendly park. Uh, what I uncovered... The other day is that he has a career 470 ERA at the other four AL East parks versus 343 ERA everywhere else. I didn't break it down hitter park versus pitcher park. Obviously there, there are a lot of, it's not just the venues, it's the quality of the lineups he's faced from those other four teams. You know, for most of his stint, the Blue Jays have had a good offense. The Orioles have had a good offense for most of his time there. I think. I think if he gets traded to any NL club, I'm going to be excited yeah. about it. You know, except for maybe the Rockies. But, right. Yeah, um, no, I, I feel that. It's a great point. It's a great point. It's a tough division to pitch in. Uh, Archer's actually been better at home than the road, about a run better as ERA. Uh, no, he's been better on the road than at home this year, but that's unusual for him. But it's a good point. Get out of the AL East could be great for Chris Archer. It's not by any means a certainty that he's getting traded. Anything else or should nope. we move on? I say we move on. Okay. Tuesday standout. Yeah. You're the driver again. It feels good to be back in the driver's seat. You've probably been in the passenger seat lately. 
I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure who's driving. <laughs> I don't know if it's the kid or the wife, but I've definitely been the passenger for sure. <laughs> Maybe you're in the back seat. I don't know. Yeah. Um, who, who, uh, let's start off with Scott White. Give me a standout for Tuesday. Okay. Standout from yesterday. I'm going to go with Homer Bailey, who did something I didn't even imagine him capable of doing anymore, which was have a genuinely dominant start. And I think what's most interesting about it is it was his first start since since May, since missing an extended period of time with knee inflammation. Um, and so anytime you have a, a a pitcher who's been absent for a long time, and uh, I mean you just you don't you don't really know all the changes that have been taking place behind the scenes in terms of mechanics or in terms of how much the injury was impacting him before it. Now he's been absent for four years, though. So, could tell me why this is something to get excited about for Homer Bailey? Well, I don't know that in and of itself it is, but it's by like it's the it's the only good start he's had this year, and maybe the only good start he's had the last two years. I didn't check last year's game log, but I know it was ugly then too. Um, and it was it was really really good mm-hmm. to earn runs in six and two thirds innings with eight strikeouts and eighteen swinging strikes, and. The velocity for all his inj- injuries has not really gone away. He's still averaging mid-90s on his fastball, and that was true even during the struggles. So um, if – if I don't know. We have to see more, obviously, but I'm willing – like, I'm excited to see what the next start looks like now. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Chris, I don't know. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Homer Bailey was the standout from Scott. What do you got for me here? I was going to go with Homer Bailey just because it was such a standout performance. What? But really? Uh, it was a standout performance. It, it doesn't mean it was a fantasy-relevant performance. Uh, okay. And My position on Homer Bailey is if he wasn't under contract, he probably wouldn't be in baseball uh, anymore. <laughs> so It's pretty harsh. I mean, Shelby I mean, Miller's still in baseball. Right, but Shelby Miller's like 27. Yeah, Homer but Bailey's Homer Bailey looks like Christian Bale. So years old. Give me another standout. Carlos Rodon. Yeah, 75% uh, of them. We've mentioned this a couple times that the Angels may just be bad against lefties, and so that could be your explanation. But seven and two-thirds innings, two hits allowed, three walks, eight strikeouts. Um, just a a really strong start from a guy who has not yet put it all together, but we're seeing flashes of what he could be so far this season. In coming back from, you know, shoulder surgery. 15 strikeouts in his last 15 innings over two starts for Carlos Rodon. Those two starts were against the Cardinals and at the Angels. Rodon, 75% owned. There were a few players yesterday that just continued their hot streaks, and you probably need to check if they're available. Rodon's the most owned. He's 75%. We're going to talk about these other guys later, but Michael Conforto's been hot. Steven Piscotty's just been unbelievable when he homered again. Uh, Rudy Adordor's been pretty good. He's had a really nice July. So um, we'll talk about them. There's also Josh Bell we should talk about. Uh, maybe a little Steven Souza, Jock Peter, Jock Peterson. Oh boy, my Rooney voice is way off. You know, we were up really late two nights ago. Baby was freaking out. And there was a Ferris Bueller documentary on. And unfortunately it was on mute. But it looked really interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, we kept muting and unmuting it. But apparently they, it was like almost three hours long or something on the first cut. And they had to edit a lot of it. And I think there were other Bueller siblings that they had to cut from the movie. So see if you can find that documentary. All right, my standout is Austin Gomber. You got, I mean, you get me, you get me, me, what? 
Who? That's his name, right? Did you make up a name? That's what I thought. Like, this isn't real. Am I just delirious? Austin Gomber for the, uh, for the Cardinals. That's my favorite Wonka candy. Six and a third. (laughs) Two runs, six strikeouts. Great, pretty good minor league numbers. 342 ERA, but in the PCL, more than a strikeout per inning. 5% owned. With Ponce de Leon, Gomber, terrific names in the Cardinals rotation. Do any of them stick? (laughs) And they both had no hitters working. Deep into their first major league starts. I think both against the Reds too, right? Yeah. I, I would yeah, guess would neither sense. of them, neither of them sticks in the rotation is my, my thought anyway. All right. Yeah. Dan. So, so that was, that was useless, but no, I mean, it's good to get that out of the no, way. No, I mean, well, it's, it's worth discussing that. It's worth acknowledging their existence. Yeah. And I think Ponce I, de Leon probably has shown a little more upside in the minors, but you know, I, I, I said it yesterday. If someone's good enough, a rotation spot will open. And so for me, it's just a question of, like, Jack Flaherty didn't have a rotation spot for the first month of the season. But, and we were like, well, should we hold on to Jack Flaherty? But he was good. And eventually, with pitching, it works itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, occasionally you'll get through a season where a team doesn't need another starter or just can't find room. But for the most part, someone's going to get hurt or become ineffective. And there's going to be a spot open for one of these guys, but that probably requires two guys getting hurt long term for one of these guys to have an option, an opportunity. Yeah, they both will get another look at some point. Uh, you know, obviously Ponce de Leon was sent down after his start Monday, um, and and partially because they needed to clear a spot for 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 Gomber, but um, like at some point they'll get another chance. I don't know. You know who else has had great minor league numbers is John Gant, you know, and I don't, I don't think he really has a lot of a, a, a high ceiling either. Uh, and obviously he has dibs at a rotation spot over those two. So, I mean, if you're not excited about picking up John Gant, I don't know that you necessarily need to be excited about picking up either of these other two. We obviously want Austin Gomber to get traded to the Yankees so he could be a Bronx Gomber. That'd be terrific. And, uh, and, um, remember, Carlos Martinez is on the DL. He could be back on Monday. All right. So two other standouts, two pitchers that are both right around 80% owned. Tell me if they should be 80% owned. Uh, Shane Bieber, Tyler Anderson. Very, very different starts yesterday. Bieber gave up seven runs in an inning and two thirds against the hottest team in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Tyler Anderson was really good again at home against the Astros. And he now has a 208 ERA in his last Nine starts with a strikeout per inning. Uh, do Bieber and Tyler Anderson deserve to be 80% owned? Yeah, all of a sudden Shane Bieber has allowed at least four on runs in four of his eight starts. So, not, not looking so great. I mean, the, the peripherals actually aren't bad. Uh, decent number of strikeouts, no walks at all, but I wonder if he is just falling victim to working in the strike zone too much. He has been getting hit hard. It's it's a very high BABIP against him, but and probably too high. But it you know it looks like he may profile as a high BABIP guy. Uh, that being said, neither of these players are available in any of my leagues. Now maybe Bieber start was so bad yesterday that I see him dropped in a couple this morning. I don't know. Uh, I I'd, I'd probably would be willing to take a flyer on him if he was. I probably have a pitcher I'm less excited about on every single one of my rosters. Alrighty. 
the big news for you today, Gary Sanchez is on the DL with a groin strain and a lack of hustle. Carlos, did you guys talk about that yesterday? I mean, I, I, it sounds like the lack of hustle was a result of the groin strain and not the, uh, I hope so. The other way around. I hope so. I think, I, I, yeah, I, I think he's been unfairly maligned personally. Ooh, okay. Well, do you have, do you still have high hopes? Cause he's having a really bad season. I'm sorry to say it for Gary Sanchez rest of season. He's, he was a top five catcher before he got hurt. Even though he's batting under 200, and he's batting under 200 with an outrageously low babbit. Yeah, it's entirely the babbit. Okay, but he yeah. is, I mean, but he is having a bad year. I mean, he's hitting under 200. Yeah. He's been well, a bust. Uh, and he's been hurt. Like I said, he was a top five catcher even batting under yeah, 200, which maybe is commentary on the position it itself, is. but nonetheless, he was very useful. So, he, I, this second stint on the DL, I, I would suspect it might last longer than the first, which itself lasted a month, right? So I've I've obviously had to move him down and catch a ranking. So he, he'd been a fixture at the top for me all season. Now he's like fifth. Okay. But, you know, I'm not dropping him anywhere. Carlos Martinez could be back on Monday. Yoenis Cespedes is on the DL with heel issues. He could miss the rest of the season and a lot of next season. Um, the Mets called up infielder Jeff McNeil, who is raking in the minors. And the Phillies called up starting pitcher Ranger Suarez. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to get excited about that name. Uh, he will start tomorrow for the Phillies. Jeff McNeil for the Mets, Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. Any interest, Sky White? Jeff McNeil's numbers are, are incredible. I mean, OPS over a thousand and, and AAA is Las Vegas for them. So you say, oh, it's PCL aided, but he was just as good at double A. Uh, basically a, one walk to one strikeout between the two levels. He's 26 years old. And, and so that's why, like, I wonder how this guy snuck up on me. I write a prospects report every week. That's why he had never done anything in the minors before this year, but it's such a startling contrast that I have to feel like he made some kind of adjustment. I don't know if he's a fly ball revolution guy or, or what, but if he, it, it'll, he'll, he'll definitely be worth some, somebody worth monitoring if he gets a chance to play for the Mets. Didn't, play yesterday so okay we'll see if that happens jeff mcneil and i think ranger suarez is just a spot start for the phillies chris bryant has a sore shoulder and he's been dealing with this this season so chris you see this he you know he, he missed yesterday's game chris bryant he's probably going to sit today you know does this give you a little pause in, in expecting a big second half from chris bryant absolutely um you know he the peripherals this season aren't super great, at, at least in terms of the hard hit and soft hit rates. Soft hit rate is highest it's ever been. Hard hit rate's actually a little higher than last year, but you know, with the soft hit rate being so high, I think that probably tells us a lot more. Um, yeah, I think there's a chance that he just doesn't hit for power for the rest of the season, or at least doesn't have the big power breakout that we were hoping for and ends up being like a 20-homer guy this season. All right, that's Chris Bryant. James Paxton could be back by the end of the week. Guess who's coming back tomorrow? Oh, today. Today, it's Irvin Santana. Irvin Santana. Anybody want a little Irvin Santana in their lives? A little. Yeah. Could probably find a spot for him in most leagues. If yeah. the, if we're talking about the guy we consider dropping today, Shane Bieber, I'd still rather have Bieber than Santana, personally. Would you rather have Musgrove or Irvin Santana? 
if it's a points league where you can start Musgrove at reliever, I'd rather have Musgrove. Otherwise, I'd rather have Santana. I think I'd rather have just have Musgrove. Okay. Well, like I feel like I feel like the things we don't like about Santana are also present for Musgrove, but obviously Santana has a track record we can get behind. Yeah, but not coming back from injury. Irvin Santana struggled in his rehab assignment. He did get better as it went on, but you know, even the good version of Irvin Santana was a worse strikeout pitcher than what Joe Musgrove's been in his career. Um, How much of that is the bullpen for Musgrove, though? Because he's low eight K per nine, right? Yeah, yeah. I maybe Irvin Santana gets back to being a seven point five K per nine guy or something, but I. I would be skeptical. Like I'm, I'm hoping he can be a, a slightly above average hit pitcher. I would expect Joe Musgrove will be better than that, and I think there's a lot more upside. Musgrove, I will be starting him. I just picked him up last night, actually. I will be starting him this weekend in a daily league uh, against the Mets. I don't think I'll start him next week against the Cardinals, but Musgrove against the Mets this weekend, I like it. Uh, even though Michael Conforto is a red hot. So we're going to get to those fringy starting pitchers, but we should compliment the Miami Marlins on the MVP chain. Okay, yeah, obviously it's the ripoff of the turnover chain, but it's dedicated to Jose Fernandez, and it's really cool. And Starlin Castro wore the MVP chain, I believe, yesterday. So good job. Good job, Marlins. That's fun for the fan base, right, Chris? MVP chain. Yeah, plus, unlike, unlike the University of Miami Hurricanes, who did the turnover chain, uh, the Miami Marlins haven't embarrassed themselves in their last game at the Orange Bowl site. So. <laughs> you suck, dude. So coming up on today's show, <laughs> coming up on today's show, uh, we do have at the very end a uh, school theme song for you. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a Schoolhouse bill. Rock. We have great the trade. We're really stretching. We this are one. really. I'm so. I was. Tired. You thought there were a lot more school songs when he started. This I thing. need to like actually take some time. I'm sure I could think of some, people, and I just haven't given it any thought. People have sent have some suggestions in, but I don't know those songs, and I feel bad using them, like a Steely Dan song about school. I don't know, but we do have grade the trade coming up. Uh, I'll I'll work on my game. I'll step my game up at that segment. Oh, Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones. Yeah, Rock and Roll High School. That was suggested. Okay, we'll have to use that. We'll have to use that. Uh. uh now yeah. just, just, just stop. Stop embarrassing me. Just, uh, just keep revisiting the classics, you know? No, I don't want There's to revisit There's a Wikipedia list of songs about school. Fringy starting pitchers we got. We'll talk about Zach Wheeler and Junior Guerra and Andrew Suarez and Mike Miner and others. Um, bullpen stuff, rotation, Garrett Cole, great at Colorado. Masahiro Tanaka, complete game shutout. Jose Barrios is the new Masahiro Tanaka. Great starts, bad starts. Uh, we'll look at today's <laughs> matchups. And let's talk about fringy starting pitchers. All right. A lot of interesting ones out there. So I'll put Bieber back on here. Since he's 79% owned, he's under the 80% mark. Zach Wheeler, who uh, has been... He's given you seven or more innings in four of his last six starts. Zach Wheeler, though, has the toughest matchup in baseball this weekend at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Shane Bieber. Junior Guerra. Just having a good year. 313 ERA, 100 strikeouts in 103 and two-thirds. A little bit of a high whip for Guerra, 1.26. He had a good start against the Nationals yesterday. Joe Musgrove, Andrew Suarez, Drew Pomeranz is back. Did not pitch well against the Orioles. <laughs> Jordan Zimmerman, 
Mike Miner, and that's it. All right, we got Wheeler, we got Bieber, we got Guerra, Musgrove, Suarez, Pomeranz, Zimmerman, Miner, a lot of names. Who do we like? I would still put Bieber at the top of the list. I'd probably put Zach Wheeler second. And I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with anybody rostering Junior Guerra. The strikeouts have actually been pretty good this year. I don't have a lot of faith in him personally. I think Suarez is in the mixed league discussion at least. Uh, don't like Pomeranz. His velocity wasn't any better coming back. It's down two to three miles per hour from last year, and that was true before the DL stint too. So it's kind of no wonder he's getting throttled. Yeah, six ninety one ERA. Do are we still interested? Are we at all interested in Jordan Zimmerman at this point? I have not no. been able to get interested in Jordan Zimmerman. How about Mike Miner? No. Sorry, Mike nope. Miner. No, okay. Nope. Um, all right, so, a spark and little more. So Scott went with Bieber, then Wheeler, then Guerra, Musgrove, Suarez. Well, I mean, Musgrove would probably be third on the list okay. for me. I didn't mention him. But Guerra and Suarez, I think, are also mixed league relevant. All right. You want to just play the matchups. Uh, Bieber has the Angels next week. And Suarez, I don't have his matchup, so I'm sorry. So that was useless. All right, moving on. Here's a question. Is Eugenio Suarez a star? Uh, Talk about uh, it. I, 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 he's a top 50 player for me. Top so 50? That makes him a star. Top yeah. 50, he has been better than that, Scott White. He's been a top 20 hitter with a DL stint this year. Top 50, shame on you. <laughs> okay, I thought it was high praise. But nah. Fair enough. Well, no, I mean, that, that, if that's what he is, that's what he is. I think a star is probably more like top 30. Is he that? <sighs> So over the last calendar year, he has 31 homers, 88 runs, 106 RBI. He's hitting 287. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good. Is there anything yeah. to doubt with Eugenio Suarez, who's batting 306 this year with 21 home runs, a very respectable walk to strikeout ratio, and he missed some time. He's only played 84 games. Teams have played about 104-ish games, I think. Early this year, his strikeout rate was very good. It was a big improvement over previous years, which fueled a lot of my enthusiasm. It's kind of come back down recently. He's had a lot of strikeouts recently. It's still better than last year, but it's it looks like it may be normalizing, which would obviously impact the batting average. But he walks a lot. The power's legit. Uh, I think he's... I was, I was updating my rankings last night, and... Um, between Suarez, Max Muncy, and Matt Carpenter, I, you know, I, I had a real dilemma with those three. So that's kind of the range I'm thinking of. I, I think I ended up putting Suarez, Suarez last of them, at least in points leagues, but he's, he's in that same range of, uh, of fantasy asset to me. I haven't had this trade proposed to me. I was thinking of proposing it myself in a roto league. Would I be crazy to trade Matt Carpenter? Would I be crazy, crazy to not trade Matt Carpenter for Trey Turner? In a roto league? Yeah, like I have Carpenter. I, and think, I was thinking of offering. Him. I think you have to do that. Yeah, I think you have to do that. We Points do need to talk and have a discussion. But we need to talk about Trey Turner, though. Yeah, he, he got benched yesterday. I don't know that it was for the lack of hustle. Uh, it was. It was explicitly. 
for a lack of hustle. All right, fine. He'll be back today. <laughs> but, like, he hasn't stolen a base since June 29th. He's attempted five steals in that demand, though. Hmm. Like, doesn't I don't that, even know, like... Doesn't that seem fluky, like, though? Because he never gets... I mean, those are, like, his only caught stealings all year. Not his only, but close to it. Right, but, yeah, it could just be random. But... It's bizarre. Yeah. Like, is there, that makes, that just makes me think maybe there's some kind of injury that we're just not talking about or something. And that yeah. is what has prevented me from giving up a stud for Trey Turner because he has been injury prone thus far. Uh, so I don't know if I should really hold that against him. I, I love well, him as a buy low. I just don't know if Carpenter is low, is low for Turner. Well, how are you doing in stolen bases? And I need because help in stolen that's, bases. That's the thing he brings to the table more than anything. Yeah, I need Turner. help in, I need help in steals for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have to do it. I, I understand your hesitation, especially the kind of run Carpenter's on. But in Roto, I feel like Trey Turner's still a top 15 player. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously been the guy on the podcast that's been like, well, look, Matt Carpenter's great in a points league or an OBP league, but in outside of that format, if you play in a standard 5x5, five five, which is what this particular Roto League I'm talking about is, you know, he's not a great player. He's like a top 15 guy at his position. That's Well, no, that's what I had said. That's what I had said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, he's crushing the ball, and he's just been amazing. So uh, so I, I don't think of him that way anymore. I think of him as a, as a stud, but I also I go back to – Three years ago, before he had the oblique injury, he was maybe the MVP front runner. He was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it looks like he's back to that. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, and this was, you know, I, I'll admit my faith was shaken a little bit, but we're going even dating back to last year. We've talked about how great his bad at ball profile is. He's top ten now, and I don't know how much it's risen with his recent hot streak, but he's top ten and. In both line drive rate and fly ball rate, as well as hard contact rate. I mean, that is the perfect recipe for a hitter who hits for both average and power. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say this is illegitimate, even though it's kind of happened all at once. Hey, real quick, uh, real quick, Chris, I'll go to you first. Matt Carpenter yep. or Giancarlo Stanton, rest of season? Stanton, uh, as amazing as Carpenter's run is, I'm pretty sure Giancarlo Stanton has a thousand OPS since the start of June or right around there. <laughs> it's been a quiet hot streak. I think you guys talked yeah. about him yesterday, right? This is a good example of something that I don't know if we talk about enough, but it's true, I think, in all sports, but guys who get off to bad starts, opinions tend to calcify about them really early on, like the first month especially if it's an outlier for your career, tends to calcify for a lot of players. And then Stanton's case, it was the first two months. He was not good. Uh, he had a 786 OPS by the end of May, which is passable, but certainly not great. And I think people were just like, well, I guess John Carlos Stanton's not having a good year, and we're just never going to talk about him again. And he has a 976 OPS since June 2nd. Yeah, he's been really good. Um, and you know, I got, all right, I got something else that's really good for you. Something that you absolutely need to have. It's in my freezer right now. I'm pretty sure we're going to grill out this weekend. Obviously it's been kind of a hectic week for me. Having, you know, a baby and all, but it is time to open up those Omaha steaks, fire up the grill and have an unbelievable, not just a meal, a feast. 
for $39.99 for 80% off. You can get so much food at omahasteaks.com if you type in the search bar FBT. So I think we're going to go to an in-law's house and get like 10, 15 people there and everybody's going to be able to eat because here's what you do. You go to omahasteaks.com. You type in FBT in the search bar. It's not omahasteaks.com slash FBT. It's not an offer code at checkout. It's typing in the search bar FBT. Two fillets, two top sirloins, four juicy boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four all-beef burgers, four kielbasa sausages, four jumbo franks, a seasoning packet, and four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. All of that for 40 bucks for $39.99. That's 80% off. I need you to go to omahasteaks.com and type in FBT in the search bar. And believe it or not, all that meat, I think the hot dogs are actually my favorite thing, but it's all really, really good. So if you want to grill out with your friends and your family, now's the time. Your brand new baby. Oh, my baby's going to love the fillets. Uh, t- go to <laughs> omahasteaks.com. Type FBT in the search bar. FBT. Uh, Scott, you have kids. I'll tell you something. Yeah, I do. We're, we're a ways away from this. But if my little boy, if Andrew does not grow up enjoy preferring medium rare i'm gonna be (laughs) i'm gonna be really personally disappointed like that's just you gotta be a medium rare guy that is the only acceptable way to eat you failed as a parent if Uh, you're if your son's only eating well done steaks yeah i agree i mean i don't go medium rare myself well medium rare is perfect it's perfect what do you do scott i don't like it I don't like the visual. I'm sorry. What do you? What's your? What's your uh, I do medium now. I, I've I've come down in the last ten years. I used to just default to well done, just because I didn't want to have to worry about it. You didn't want to have to for taste sake, anything. I'll go medium. I might ask for a burger medium well still, but yeah. no, I mean, um, who wants flavor, right? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm I want it red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, do some news and notes. So Trey Turner was benched. Jesse Winker sat with a sore shoulder. Glaber Torres will return today. Welcome back, Glaber Torres. Carlos Correa had a, a workout yesterday, and he texted his manager, A.J. Hinch, and Carlos Correa said he felt sexy. So that's good. He's on the comeback trail. Same. I could have I could have definitely put a musical interlude there, a little I'm Too Sexy, bringing sexy back. James Paxton could be back by the end of the week. Irvin Santana will start at Toronto today. Mention that. Keone Kella blew his first save in 24 chances. Um, I want to get traded. How about this stat? Oh yeah, we should have mentioned Keone Kella. He he definitely could get traded. Mm-hmm. Who would close for the Rangers? I haven't thought about that. There mm-hmm. are no great options in most of the situations where the closer could get traded. Uh, exceptions include the Tigers, who have Joe Jimenez, the Marlins, who have Drew Steckenrider, assuming he's not the one traded, and. Uh, Oh, who was the third one I mentioned yesterday, Chris? But Jose Alvarado. For the, for the Rangers, for the Rangers, it would probably be. I mean, the best option is Jose Leclerc. I don't know that it would be him. I feel like we'll see a lot of either committees or, if not outright committees, uh, situations like we've seen from the Blue Jays since they've been without Ozuna, where they try one guy who's not very good and then he blows one, so they try another guy who's not very good and then he blows one, so they go back to the other guy. I think we'll see a lot of that. From most of these, I mean, we don't know how many of these guys get traded, obviously, but, um, I'm not, I'm not super excited about any prospective closers. Hey, real quick, rest of the season, Matt Carpenter or Craig Kimbrell? Uh, Craig Kimbrell will get more saves. 
Well, who, who's more valuable? Because, I mean, an elite closer is more valuable now than he's ever been. In a points league, I would definitely prefer Carpenter. Yep. In a roto league, I mean, obviously it depends what you need. They do very different things. I, I think you could make the case that if we're redrafting today, Kimbrell would go ahead. Uh, Roberto Ozuna, by the way, is 55% owned, and he is due back August 5th. I don't know that he comes back and is the closer, but Roberto Ozuna, August 5th. Yeah, um, he's out on his rehab assignment right now. Jose Alvarado got a save two nights ago, a four-out save with Sergio Romo ill. And the Rays are actually like a 500 team. They're not that bad. I don't know that if they trade Sergio Romo that that changes. So maybe Alvarado, 10% owned. You take a look there. How about this stat? Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, and Gregory Polanco. Those top three hitters uh, for the, the outfielders for the Pirates. In their last five games, they are batting 382 with nine homers and 24 RBIs. Dickerson left with a hamstring issue yesterday. He says it's not serious. And Jesus Aguilar returned from a two-game absence, and Eric Thames came off the DL. Uh, let's get back into Tuesday's action. The Ono meter, 0 to 10. 0 is they should not be owned at all. 10 should be 100% owned. 5, they should be 50% owned. Where do you put Josh Bell on the Ono meter? He is currently 68% owned, and he is hot, hot, hot right now. Josh Bell. Probably about a seven. Really? So I guess his ownership's about right. He, he's hot now. He has six home runs all the year. So yeah, why is he and... a seven? I, I was actually surprised by his ownership percentage. I thought it was kind of high. 68% Josh Bell. Yeah, and this is a guy who before the season was talking about elevating the ball, and he did it in spring training, and then he got into the regular season and just stopped, and he hasn't hit for power. The, you know, the batted ball profile is just okay. I, he seems like the definition of a jag at first base. Like even last yeah. year, he was pretty jaggy. And I think 68% is an appropriate, like that, that's mostly deep leagues where he's rostered. And so, yeah, I, I feel like that's pretty appropriate. Alright, so Josh Bell, uh, is a six or seven, seven on the Ono meter. How about Rugnet Odor? He is 66% owned. And in July, Odor is batting 356. With a 426 on base, I guess he's drawing some walks. Three homers, five steals, four doubles. And uh 21 walks so far in 72 games for Rugnet Odor. That's actually, like, pretty incredible for him. 66% on <laughs> what should he be, Rugnet Odor, on the owner meter, Chris Towers? Uh, 6.7. <laughs> you think he's appropriately owned? He is slightly under-owned. <laughs> okay. Um, I could be talked into a 7.1. Michael Conforto, 63% owned. What should he be? Nine. I just, I still really? think there's so much potential here. I think if you're looking for a guy who could be a difference maker in the second half, he's one of them. He, he's extremely talented. Every time he's been healthy, uh, before this season at least, he's been really good. And maybe he just wasn't healthy in the first half and maybe he's got, starting to get his strength back. Maybe not. I mean, maybe. Uh, I think he's the least usable of the three right now. And sure. Wait, wait. Between Josh Bell, Rudin Odor, and Conforto, you think Conforto's the least usable right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the other two certainly hot hand plays at the moment. Uh, Rudin Odor, I think, has a, not as much upside as Conforto, but top ten upside at his position. Uh, so... I, you know, if, we're, if you're just talking about a bench spot, maybe you could go Conforto. But personally, I would consider him the least rosterable just because he's the least usable right now. 
That's okay. Uh, how about Steven Piscotty? 61% owned right now. Zero to 10 on the Ono meter for Piscotty. Seven. Um, I might go, I might go eight. He definitely looks like the player he was during his best season, which is what, 2015 with the Cardinals when he had 22 homers and a bunch of doubles. He looks like that guy again. Now is that, is that somebody who's going to start in a three outfielder league? I don't think automatically, but when he's as hot as he is right now, yeah, he's definitely in the discussion in five outfielder leagues. He probably should be starting basically all the time. So since May 15th, um, which was when he came back from his leave of absence, he's hitting 271 with an 860 OPS. 12 of his 14 home runs have come in the last 59 game stretch. That's a 33 homer, 102 RBI, 94 run pace. This is Steven Piscotty we're talking about. Yeah. Piscotty too hotty, I'd say right now. Um, would you rather have Conforto or Piscotty? I'd, I'd rather, rather have Piscotty. Yeah. All right, let's go. Two more outfielders. Chuck Peterson sits against lefties but leads off against righties. And Yasiel Puig coming back this weekend could complicate things a little bit, um, although Justin Turner's on the DL, so that means Machado plays third, uh, frees up a spot, Chris Taylor. Tr- I don't know. Yeah. Got a lot of guys. Jack yeah, Peterson. As long as, as long as somebody's on the DL, then it's status quo with the Dodgers lineup, I feel like. And right now they have two somebody's on the DL, but Puig. Coming back, they'll still be Turner, obviously. Yeah, you know, I mean, Peterson zero to Jock, ten. Jock, Jock Peterson, I feel like, is much more valuable in leagues where you set a daily lineup and you can move him in and out based on the opposing pitcher. True. In standard points leagues, I where you set your lineup once a week, I don't think you can use him at all because of how often he sits. Roto five outfielder leagues, you know, I, I'd play matchups from week to week. See how many lefties the Dodgers face. 4.3. 4.3. I mean, I'd go six. I'd go six. And finally, Steven Sousa, who last year was the number 31 outfielder in points, number 35 in Roto. Sousa is 36% owned, 0 to 10 on the Ono meter for Sousa. Probably like a four. I'm the least interested in him. You'd rather have Peterson than Sousa? Yeah. All right. Right, if Steven good. Sousa was going to give you a call, what would he use? What would he use? His Steven Sousa phone. Sousa phone? Okay. <laughs> what the heck is that? It's the marching band version of a tuba. Steven Sousa phone. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. think I'm too tired to understand that joke. Let's read some <laughs> emails. Fantasy football, fantasy baseball, see? At cbsi.com. These are rankings emails. Fantasy baseball at cbsi.com from Brent. Rest of season, Bieber or Barucky? Bieber. Yeah, I gotta go with the Biebs. From AB. Hey, real quick, John Gray or Nick Pavetta, rest of season? Ooh, that's... Pavetta. Gray has more upside, but... Both. Pavetta. <laughs> Drop someone else. They're both in my top 60 starting pitchers, so they, yes, they both should probably be on. From Andrew. Dear Kemp, Enrique, Roberts, Seeger... Yunjin, Austin, and Walker. Those are Dodgers. Yeah. Can you please rank these guys rest of season? My gosh, he gives us eight names. We're going to pick our top three or four. Matt Kemp, Marcelo Zuna, Justin Turner, Yasiel Puig, Chris Taylor, Jake Bowers, Miguel Andujar, Kemp, Ozuna, 
Turner, Puig, Taylor, Bowers, and Duhar. I'd be very interested to know who you guys put first on this list. Who is it? I think I'd go Kemp, and then Ozuna and Taylor. I finally did move Ozuna down a lot yesterday, but I didn't drop him behind Kemp. He's still, he's still first on this list for me. And then I, Kemp, Taylor, and Bowers, I'm not sure exactly how I have them ranked. They're all in the same range, but that's, that's a clear top four, I think. Ozuna, Kemp, Taylor, Bowers. Alright. Yeah, Bowers, obviously very interesting. Ozuna, I mean, I'm benching him. I'm just straight up in our three outfielder points league. He's on my bench. No thanks. I understand. Uh, uh, last, uh, no, two more. Paul from Chicago. Dear George, Mitch, and Hannibal. Stand up comics, right? Who's George? Carlin. Oh. Okay. Hedberg and Burris. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Chris. Please rank the following players rest of season. Brandon Belt. Jose Martinez. Jake Bowers, Carlos Gonzalez, Brandon Belt, Jose Belt. Martinez, Bowers, Cargo. Belt, Belt, Bowers, Martinez, and Cargo. Cargo's a distant last. Martinez obviously is third because of the playing time concerns. Yeah, I mean, if we get to the trade deadline and he's still on the Cardinals, he's probably last. Belt, Bowers, Martinez, Cargo, or maybe Belt, Bowers, Cargo, Martinez. And finally... He, he has started... What, I think three games in a row? Four games in a row? Like, they've been very wishy-washy about this. But yeah, I started four games in a row at first base. So, I don't know. Well, wait, they've, isn't, they've isn't, cooled uh, on Jet Jerko again. Isn't Jerko on the DL? No, uh, Wong is on the DL. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Been away but from Jerko and hasn't And he's been, been lifted, second, you know? But Jose Martinez has been lifted for a defensive replacement in each of those games. He hasn't had more than three plate appearances, so. Yeah. That matters, Even then. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to skip the uh, next question. It's a lot about closers, and um, we talk a lot about closers today. All right. Uh, let's see. we got about 15 minutes left. we got to make time for grade the trade. So let's look at some hitters who are on hot streaks and some who are on cold streaks. Is this just a hot streak, or is this something else? Four, Will Myers, Salvador Perez, Yasmani Grandal, and Jonathan Scope. Let's start with Will Myers continuing to crush it. He has a 924 OPS. It was right around 800 each of the previous two seasons. Is this just a hot streak for Will Myers, or is this going to be the best version we've ever seen of this man? It's just a hot streak. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to believe that all of a sudden Will Myers has discovered some new potential. He's not doing a lot differently. Okay, that works for me. Uh, Salvador Perez and Yasmani Grandal, Scott, both hot right now. Grandal, two home runs yesterday. He has a seven-game hitting streak with four homers and five walks. Grandal's clear, I mean, he's having an amazing season. Top four catcher. And Perez has now four home runs in his last nine games. Is there something, uh, something here, Scott, with Perez and Grandal or just a little hot streak? I mean, yeah, I mean, Grandal, there's, he's, he's been so good already that I, I don't think, I don't think he has another plane of goodness to ascend to. <laughs> and Perez, I, he was he was due for some correction, so I, I still think he's a top eight catcher in fantasy, and uh, this is going to get him back there. What do you do with Salvador Perez when you know that he is really good every year? He's like a top five catcher, basically top seven maybe, and every year he's terrible in the second half. 
So it's like, yeah, he's probably gonna, and you know, he's probably gonna put up some numbers because he's really good. But he should have done that in the first half, and he didn't. Now here comes the second half, and yeah. Perez is playing well. I, he's you start him. Yeah, <laughs> and that you do. He, he, he's he hasn't been overworked this year, which was always well. Remember, he was coming. The, he the came back from the knee injury. Yeah, right. So he missed he missed a lot of April. And that. he's been playing some first base lately. Oh, uh, getting some time at DA. I think he started two games at first base recently, um, which probably tells you more about Lucas Duda's glove than anything else. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just oh, Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope has uh, was hitting 360 with five home runs before homering and driving in three yesterday. That's those are his July numbers. So he's got six home runs in July. He's been really good. And Jonathan Scope, what do you think? He, just a hot streak. He was due. He was due. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing I could say about Rubedetto Odor, where when those guys who don't walk struggle, they are positively useless to you, and you think they're never going to be good again. But over time, it corrects even for them. But that's just that's just kind of the danger in investing in that sort of player. Sure, Adam, just, can I throw one out here? Oh just, yes, yes, yes. Last eighteen games. Joey Gallo has seven home runs, a three fifty two on base percentage, and a six oh seven slugging percentage. That's Would you like to know good. what his batting average is? Two oh uh two two ten. One seventy nine. Oh. Would you like to know what his BABIP during that stretch where he has a nine fifty nine OPS is? Yeah, yes. One eleven. <laughs> he has ten hits in his last eighteen games. Seven of them are home runs. And he's actually not striking out that much. Have faith in Joey Gallo. Now, Chris, give me, give me the start date. <laughs> he's not striking out much. He's got like a 33% it's... strikeout rate on the year. <laughs> oh, no, in that stretch, I mean. It's like 30%. Oh, in that stretch, okay. Give me the start right. date oh, for that stretch. Probably 30. <laughs> hey, hey, if Joey Gallo strikes out 30% of the time, he's an MVP candidate. Chris Towers. <laughs> yes. Give me the start date for that stretch. I think it's... I I just closed. I don't want to know what you think, Chris. I want to know the start date. The start date was. I'm looking for it. Hold All on. right. You know what? We'll save the cold streaks. It's June 29th. June 29th. All right. I'm gonna look up where he ranks at uh, third base and first base since June 29th. I'm, I would guess it's pretty low. Do you I, don't, I, mean? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The 179 batting average is pretty bad. But what I'm telling you is, look. Matt Carpenter did it. Gregory Polanco did it. Trust the process, people. Uh, I don't know what... I don't feel like Joey Gallo has all the skills that Matt Carpenter has, though. I'm not I mean, saying he, he's he Matt Carpenter. He elevates the ball I'm, a ton. I'm not saying he gets, he's Matt Carpenter. Okay. But he's he's not a 228 Babbitt. Right, but he was what? Two, he was 250 Babbitt last year. Does he have the upside for much more than that? Because he's his so fly ball... Sure. Like anytime he hits the ball and it doesn't leave the yard, mm-hmm. it's it's going to make an out at an unusually high rate, which you mm-hmm. know is what a low bat mm-hmm. mm-hmm. pitter is. Yep. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's what like yeah his bat right, should be this different... low, but it's going to be low. Right, but like even two fifty would be the lowest career BABIP ever. So if he's a two seventy BABIP guy, all of a sudden you're looking at a two forty hitter the rest of the way, and if Joey Gallo hits two forty. He's a most he, stud. Sure. If I still think that's a big if, but 
Fair enough. If he hits 240, he's a stud. So in that stretch since June 29th where Joey Gallo is batting 179 with seven home runs, a 607 slugging percentage, he is the number 12 third baseman in points leagues, number 15 in Roto. And that Roto is batting average, not OBP. I imagine he'd be closer to 12 in an OBP league. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been as good as I thought. And that's with a 111 Babbitt, though, my friends. Why? Why is he going to have a good Babbitt? He's going to have a bad. Babbitt. I'm not. Nobody's saying he's a. He's yeah, but that's have a also. Good but that's also with he's a 600. He's going to have a bad Babbitt. It's so just the, a question of he's not going to have the worst, literally the yeah, worst Babbitt not gonna anyone's have a ever had in the history of baseball. He's not going to have a 600 slugging percentage either. He might. He won't. He might. Uh, okay. Uh, he might have the lowest Babbitt in the history of baseball. Okay, anyway, um, how would you rank these three pitchers? Kenta Maeda, Masahiro Tanaka, Jose Barrios. Maeda, Tanaka, Barrios. Probably. Barrios. Tanaka, Maeda. Tanaka, yeah. Barrios is in a different class from the other two. Who's nice second? to see Tanaka start yesterday, but it's just so unconvincing. So, like I know you were saying he's kind of the new Tanaka in terms of having good starts and bad starts, but like ten- – I feel like Tanaka's more like Julio Tehran in that way, where the bad starts are just so, yeah. such an eyesore that it's really hard for him to have an ERA below four. Yeah. Isn't Barrios the anti-Tanaka? Or maybe the new Chris Archer? Whoa. His home road splits Oh, he are does. Huge. You're right about that. He does have interesting home road splits. Are you going to start Jose Barrios at Boston this weekend? Okay, I don't. So he has a, he I, has a 418 ERA in his uh, this season away from home with 7.4 K per nine. That's weird. What's his home? That is weird. Split. Uh, 10.3 K per nine, 299 ERA. I don't buy that. I, I don't, I think that is a fluke. For his career, he has a 372 ERA at home and a 517 ERA on the road with a 7.6 K per nine away from home, 9.6 on the road. We gotta get moving. Hmm. We gotta great trades. Here's the problem with this segment of <laughs> Have you gone with ABC yet? Yes. Okay. Here's the problem with Gray the Train today. Other than the song. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock. Um, I forgot to put Gray the Train in the notes. So we're just going to go through the inbox here. This is from, I mean, yeah. if it makes you feel any better about the songs, Adam, next week is probably the last week. Great, the oh, trade good. Is relevant. Good, good, good. Right? Then I'll have to do something yeah. really good. Like, Maybe let, another week after that. Were you on Great the Trade last week, Scott? Because it was Vitamin C, the graduation song. That that I thought that was the low point, but I I've outdone myself. I I don't remember if I was on. Last no, you weren't. You no, weren't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. All right. Here's a here's a trade from Groobs. It's a Roto League. Give up Stant. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Please don't do this. <laughs> Um, give up Stanton and Elvis Andrews. Get Kimbrell and Boxberger. Now he needs saves. But Stanton and Andrews for Kimbrell and Boxberger. I mean, if you have a gigantic lead in hitting categories and you desperately need saves, maybe, but that's the only context in which this makes any amount of sense. It was Stanton who? Andrews. Andrews. Who's start, starting to hit and run a little bit, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite as bad as you were making it sound, but I'd give it a, I'd give it a D plus. I feel so bad because he says, "Congrats on becoming a father." Now I feel terrible. This is an A minus trade. Never mind. <laughs> who's who's going to say 
<laughs> he's not going to say congrats, Adam. That's true. I'd be uh, a real sicko. What do you think about to. this trade? Well, people go out of their way to do it. Give up, uh, this is from Lori. Give up Daniel Murphy, get Chris Archer. Uh, that's B. great. B? Yeah, I'll, sure. B plus. Alright, this is from Ryan. Dear Joel, Ben, and Markel. I know them, they're Sixers. Daily league categories, total bases, OBP, they're all categories. Um, no home runs, no batting average, no wins. Alright, so total bases instead of Home runs, OBP instead of average, quality starts instead of wins. Give up David Price and Jose Peraza. Get Max Muncy and Michael Conforto. Price and Peraza for Muncy and Conforto. I think it's an A. I really like I that trade. I definitely like Muncy more than Price. I could see how it might be kind of needs-based, but absent context, I'll give it a B. Yeah, if I'm trading Muncy, I need a lot more than David Price. A trade from Brian. From New Hampshire. Uh, give up Norris and Manaya. So I'm guessing that's Bud Norris and Manaya. Get Abreu and Jake Lamb. Yeah, I mean, Abreu's the best player there. Yeah, B. I'll go... Yeah, B sounds good. I mean, that's a good... That really is a good buy low. I just, he's so unsexy. Yeah. You know, Jose Abreu, do it. And finally, from Kyle in a 10-team points league, give up Segura and Ross Stripling. Ooh. Get Manny Machado. Segura and Stripling for Machado. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a good way to consolidate talent, which is usually, in a standard-sized league, something you want to do, two-for-one trades, be on the one side of that. I don't think it's a grand slam or anything, but I'll give it a... C plus. Alright, let's do today's matchups. Uh today's matchups <laughs> brought to you by me. Here we go. Uh Yankees at Rays, Luis Sessa at Native Aldi. Nope. Yeah, I'd probably pass. Clayton Richard and uh Corey Corey's <laughs> Clayton I'm Richard good. and Corey <laughs> I mean, I don't think Richard's terrible against the Mets, but I'd rather not. Yeah. Walker Bueller and Jake Arietta. Fine with both. Yep. Jack Flaherty at Sal Romano. I will definitely be starting Flaherty. And definitely not Romano. Jameson Tyone at Trevor Bauer. Very excited to watch this outing. Yeah, one yeah, both. game. Nice I'll one. Go with both seasons. Yeah, a lot of day games today. My goodness. Uh, Tanner Roark yeah. at Frederick Peralta. I'll start Peralta. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't touch Roark right now. I don't know that I'd start Peralta, frankly. I don't think I'd start either. Yeah, Bryce Harper had a, um, had a stomach virus or something. I don't know. He did, he sat yesterday. I don't know if he'll play this today. Roark is 3 and 12? Wow. Wow. Yeah, the, I, Nats, I, the Nats are 49 and 51. That's, uh, yeah, but three and twelve. I know he's been horrible recently, but that's I I would I would have never imagined that was his win loss record. Uh, Tigers at Royals. Matt Boyd at Danny Duffy. I think you can start Duffy. Oh yeah, yep. start me up. Def- Robbie Ray at John Lester. Ugh. I think you probably start both, but why start Ray? He's got a five thirty seven yeah. ERA. 
Because I'm not ready to start Ray yet. He's better than this. Yeah, he's I know. Better than but this, but I'd like to see it. Because he's like gonna. To He's going to have 12 strikeouts in five innings and walk four, and you're going to feel like an idiot for benching him. That's why. Email of the day comes from everyone tomorrow. Can I drop Robbie Ray now? I'm already predicting the future. Uh, Irvin Santana at Sam Gavilio. I will not start either. What's the Gavilio? No, I'm not starting either. either. Gavilio, no. Derek Holland at Mike Leake. Yep. Yeah, pass. David Price at Dylan Bundy. I guess Just you can price. start price, yeah. Edwin Jackson at Martin Perez. No. Yep. Charlie Morton at John Gray. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, let's let's give Gray let let's let's see him have another start like last time. Let's, yeah, I think I'd pass not, on both. Yeah, Morton not run him out Morton there. not getting the ground. You're balls. passing on Morton? At course? I didn't even think that was a question. At course? Yeah, I'm not that I'm not so scared of cores that I'm gonna sit a top twenty pitcher there. James Shields at Tyler Skaggs. We I'm are, gonna Tyler we Skaggs. are definitely gonna Tyler Skaggs. Yep. In this I matchup. Will, I will Tyler Skaggs. And, uh, there was a stat, I just deleted it from my phone. <laughs> the, uh, the Rangers, they lost, they were up by like seven runs. Yes. Uh, here we go. They were, they were up 10-1, I think. They were 471, 471 and 0, when leading by eight or more runs in the seventh inning or later before last night. Chew on that. There's your stat of the day, an hour and two minutes into the show. I am glad to be back. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the regulators. See ya.